You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Podcast. I'm Rochelle Marie Lawson, known as the queen of feeling fabulous, and I have a wonderful guest with me today. And today we're going to talk about time management, productivity, and stress reduction, which all of us can use some of these tips in our lives, no matter where we are on our journey as we travel down our path to bliss. And so, as you know, I like to always pre, pre I guess, prep, propose to you all to do this because um, you're going to be glad that you did. So find a place to sit, get your favorite beverage. I'm happy to be drinking some water, uh, but get your favorite beverage, get something to write with. Uh, a piece of paper, tablet, pen, pencil, whatever you choose, and uh, tell your family to give you a few moments so that you can absorb the nuggets of gold that my guest is going to share with you today behind our topic. Now, while you're doing that, I am going to take care of some business. So let me thank our first sponsor, Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. They are a wonderful company and they have some wonderful events and things to help you to really, really have wellness, wisdom, and wealth in your life. They have events that happen each month and we have... Um, uh, information about the live events that they have. So go to the page, check it out, give all the free gifts because the free gifts, you guys, are just designed to help you really, really step into uh, being that beautiful essence that you are meant to be and help you with your wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And you can check them out at Blissful Living, the number four, and the letter U.com. And then the next sponsor I want to thank is All Day Cable Incorporated. All Day Cable Incorporated is the first woman-owned minority-owned telecommunications installation company in the United States. And they've been around for going on 34 years this year. They specialize in voice data, fiber optic, uh, cable installation, as well as audio, video speaker, camera systems, um, wireless access points, routers, modem. Basically, they set up your whole complete network distribution so that you can make the connection with your customers the first time or the right, make that right connection the first time when you reach out to your customers and those that you serve. They work with small, medium, and very large corporations, and they are a premier telecommunications installation company, meaning that they have five-star ratings from almost every customer they have. And some of their customers have been with them since the inception of the business. So that speaks volumes in today's way that we do business. And so if you have those needs, please check them out at alldaycableinc.com. 
So now you should have had some time to, you know, get yourself together and find your special little spot because um, today's guest is going to give some words of wisdom and drop some nuggets of gold when it comes to time management, productivity, and stress reduction. And who doesn't need that in this day and age? As we, it seems like as we, as we evolve at the society, we are more stressful. We need more time management, and we definitely need to know how to do all kind of productivity without having that stress. So let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Alexis Hasselberger, and she is a time management and productivity coach who helps people to do more and stress less through coaching, workshops, and online courses. Her pragmatic yet fun approach helps people easily integrate practical, realistic strategies into their lives so that they can do more of what they want and less of what they do not want to do. Now, Alexis has taught thousands of individuals to take control of their time, and her clients include Google, Lyft, Workday, Capital One, Upwork, and more. So I want to welcome Alexis to the Blissful Living Podcast. Hey, Alexis, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, very welcome. This is a very, I think, appropriate time for this topic. Um, we're just jumping into the second month of this year. And I know, you know, people set up a lot of those, quote, New Year's resolutions, and now they're either have given up on them. Um, the whole after holiday uh, syndrome, as I like to call it, the after holiday syndrome, where you have to jump back into reality and start hitting it hard because you're expected to be productive and you're expected to manage your time. Sometimes that can be very difficult and you want to be able to do it without increasing your stress load. So I want to jump into our first question, and I want to ask you, what are some common productivity challenges that people face, and how can they overcome them in this new day and age of how we do business? Yes, I think this is a great question, because there are so many challenges that we face, and it's precisely because we're in this world where there's just so much coming at us all the time, and with every technological gain, we're expected to do more, and really, like, we only have a certain amount of time, right? And we need to prioritize and figure out what those things are. So I think that challenges that come up really frequently, the biggest one that I see and almost everyone that I work with is the thinking that there is some magical way that we're somehow going to do it all, right? <laughs> that like, we're going to be able to do all the things and we're still going to be able to sleep and we're still going to be able to have time for ourselves and et cetera. And I think that this is a struggle because the reality is that we, we're not and we can't. Like we cannot do all of the things. And so that might feel uh, like scary for some people, but I think it's actually empowering because we know we can't do all the things. What we want to do is learn how to prioritize in a way that we can feel good every day that the things we did were more important than the things we didn't do, right? And yeah. like, that's it, right? Because we're not gonna, you, me, everyone else, everyone listening, we are all gonna die one day, a long, long time from now with a big long list of things we didn't do. Like, that's just it, right? That life would be boring if we got everything done all the time and we were never oh, striving. Right? Anything, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I yeah. Um, and so how can people overcome this? Right. I think first recognize it. 
recognize that this is true, that there's not just some magical strategy, silver bullet that you're missing. It's that you actually have too much to do. And then we can start to prioritize. And so I think that one of the ways that we want to do this is to just start getting it all out of our heads and into one place. So this is going to be super simple advice, but pick a place and write it down. One place, not... <laughs> Not like post-it notes all over your desk and also a paper notebook and also a sauna and also your emails a to-do list, but one place because human beings can only do one thing at a time. And right. so we ping pong all around when we keep things in all these different places, we just ping pong constantly around um, because we don't, we, we can't prioritize otherwise, right? We're just like, what are all these things? So write it down one place and then make a plan for tomorrow. Look at your time, look at what you have available to you, look at what's on your list and don't say, hey, I'm going to, I have two hours, but I'm going to try to get these 50 things done. <laughs> say, okay, in the two hours that I have between meetings, which of these things can I realistically get done? Because that helps like deal it. with it. Yeah. You know, so, okay. So you, you've worked with these highfalutin companies like Google and work, yeah. you know, work based and all that. And, um, you know, it's now in this day and age, they now expect their employees to do more with less time. And this can create a lot of internal stress, right? A lot, because the expectation is, I'm paying you all this money. Why can't you get all these things done? What can you share with the viewers and the listeners that may be hearing this, that work for companies like that, that expect them to do way more than they did in the past? but still um, still allow them to have that sense of balance and know that they're being productive, but they're not sure if they're being as productive as they should to circumvent, to, I'm not circumvent, but to, um, to appease their superiors. What do you yeah. say to them? What's a good tip for them? Because, you know, writing down in one place, but when you're working for a company that uses all these asanas and all these things, what do you do? How do you handle it? So I think that one thing that is really important is to recognize that sometimes that pressure is real and sometimes that pressure is perceived. And the only way that we're going to know is if we have a conversation about it. So I want to tell you a little a story about one of some people I was coaching who yeah, had yeah. the exact thing happen to her. She was working for one of those giant companies that we all know the names of. And her team was quite small, but they were growing quite fast. And she just found that the workload was, you know, coming at her, coming at her, coming at her. And she was working like, you know, 12, 14, 18 hours a day trying to get it done. And she was at a breaking point and she was like, I don't know, but the, the work is there. It has to be done. And we talked about how to have a conversation with her manager about, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's my one place. Here's all the things that are on my list. Here are the things that I've prioritized that I can get to. And here are the things that, um, that are lower priority. One, do you agree with those priorities? So that we're aligning on the fact that we're not mm -hmm. going to be able to get everything done. And then two, something really interesting came out of this, which is that her manager said, thank you so much for showing me what's on your plate and for telling me that you can't do it all in an eight hour day, because if you absorb the work, I don't have any ammo to tell my bosses that I need to hire more people. If you just absorb oh. the work, I don't have any ammo. She, she said, now that I know this, now I can go and ask for more headcount. Now we can get more resources on the team because before I didn't know. 
that you know what that's that's a huge tip um because i think so many times we get caught up in you know we have a list of things that our superiors have given to us mm-hmm. and i think for people sometimes it's hard for them to to tell them you know what i only have 8 hours or 8 and a half or 9 or 10 hours however many hours of work and i can only get these things done yeah in that amount of time being that i'm giving my best now, if you want me to get them all done, get it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be doing my best work. So I think that's a huge tip because so, so many people, I just was talking to a gal the other day and she went from supporting one like division to now supporting 15 divisions. Oh. Yeah. Or I want to say, I'm sorry, one product um, now yeah. supporting 15 products and it's overwhelming and it can be quite stressful because the expectation is you should be able to get all of this done because we're paying you a lot of money. And so I said, well, how are you handling this? And she said, I had to push back and let them know, um, you know, I can only do so much in one day. I'm willing to put in long hours, but still I can only do so much in one day if I'm going to do my best work. And it's exactly, it kind of kind of led into a conversation which you just shared, not exactly the same, but it opened up the superior's eyes as to, you know what, well, you know what, maybe we need to do something so that we can be more strategic in helping this employee to get her, you know, get her work done. So I want to ask you now, with regards to productivity, because, you know, sometimes our bosses have a different definition of yeah. productivity. What is your definition of productivity? So I love this question. And my definition of productivity is doing what you intended to do. And so with this comes that we have to actually make some plans around what we intend to do. Uh, And I think this frees it up because I am definitely not a like hustle culture, do all the things, spend more time, you know, like I'm not that like productivity bro type that is out there. Um, What I really believe in is how do we do the important things in the time that we have available and how do we plan for those so that we're not overwhelming ourselves? There's this concept I call like task realism, and it's this. If you have time, let's just simplify it. If you have time to do five things tomorrow, is it better to plan for the five things that are most impactful that actually fit into the time you have available? Or is it better to put 25 things on your list and hope for the best, right? In the end, you get five things done. But in the first scenario, you feel really good about yourself. And in the second scenario, you feel really bad about yourself. And so I think that, yeah, it's, it's that intention that makes a huge difference. Oh, I have a lot, you're on mute. When it comes to intention, I love this conversation because when it comes to intention, um, you know, so many people say, I, I got a list of 10 things that I intend to do. It should take me an hour to do each one. And sometimes they get it done, but at the sacrifice not taking time away during their day to refresh and to reset, to rebalance. What would you say to those folks that do that? And what is the number, what is a, a your number one tip for them with regards to um, this mindset that they have? 
Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Like we can, all of us, we can kind of dig deep and we can muscle our way through it. But what, um, what research actually shows is that when we try to kind of muscle through the productivity, we're actually much less efficient. And so what I tell my clients is that um, when you are feeling, when you're starting to feel unfocused or tired or whatever it is in your workday, take a break. You may not want to, you may think like, no, I just have to, I have 10 more minutes. I just have to get this done. But what happens is if you take even a five minute break, just stand up, look around, walk around the block or up the stairs a couple of times, go get a glass of water, go get a coffee, read one article, like just a little break. We come back, what studies show is that we come back refreshed, we come back more productive and we come back more creative. And so what other studies show is that anytime we're working more than say 50 hours a week, we have diminishing returns on that work product. Like people are like, you may be putting in 80 hours, but you're not getting 80 hours of output. And so I think that breaks are really important. I'll give you one more stat that should, I think this blew my mind and I hope it blows other people's minds. The most productive people in this pretty big study worked on average for 52 minutes before taking a 17 minute break. Ooh, repeat that one again. Cause I yeah. think the listeners and viewers need to see here that. Yeah. People worked on average for about 52 minutes before taking a 17 minute break. And these are averages of course, right? But what this proves to me is we should be taking more breaks <laughs> than we are, right? Um, we need that thinking time, right? I, I will say like, I don't, I don't take that many breaks. Like I, I have not been able to achieve that, but I try, right? Um, mm-hmm. And what we find is that when we take a break, when we need it, then that, because that's our, that's our sign that our brain and our body it needs a break, right? It's not like it's just coming up with that out of nowhere, that we actually come back so much more productive. And so where it might've taken us an hour to slog through something, we might've made some mistakes. If we take a quick break, we come back and we finish that in 10 minutes. Interesting. I like that. I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, a lot of people um, that I know that, you know, just keep going. They'll go four hours straight. The girl, they won't even get up and go to the bathroom, you know, and, you know, and it's like, why do you do that to yourself? For one, you're not doing your body any good because you're not able to release the toxins that are like in your bladder that need to be released. There's a reason why. Right. And then two, it's just it just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem healthy. And one person actually told me that the reason they don't do that is because they have this high powered boss. And if the boss doesn't see you sitting at your desk, like for all those hours straight, then that boss feels that you're somewhere messing around and, and or being, you know, lazy or like now, can you share something that would help a person like that to feel more comfortable with maybe not taking a 17 minute break after working 52 hours, but feel more comfortable so that they can actually go get up and go to the bathroom and relieve themselves without feeling guilty. Cause guilt sets in, you know, sometimes your boss can make you feel real guilty about doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself. Basically nature. Right. Um, yes. Can you share something? To- yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, there's, there are bosses that I call that the butts and seats mentality, right? That like we're managing <laughs> yes. butts and seats instead of yes. the actual work product. And so this definitely varies in terms of like what the relationship with your boss is like, how you feel you like, do you have a relationship where you can talk to them about these types of things? Or do you really just have to do what you need 
for you while making it seem like you're doing whatever your boss wants, right? So if you have a boss who like, they're going to dock you for getting up and going to the bathroom, then maybe it's actually that the type of break you take is more of a mental break, right? That you are, you're still at your computer, but you're, you're saying, you know what, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take 20 deep breaths, just staring at the computer, right? Or I'm going to read, or I'm going to do like a little bit of chair yoga, right? You know, or some like just some stretches that it's not really, you know, only I know what I'm doing, or maybe I'm going to read one article of something that I wanted to, to read, right? Um, if you have a boss where, you know, they might have these expectations for you, but also they're, you know, I don't know, a reasonable human being, then you might also say something like, hey, sometimes, um, I feel like if I stand up to go away from my desk, that you might feel like I'm not working. And maybe you're not even thinking about that at all, but I just want to let you know, like when I am standing up, it's because I'm going to the bathroom or I'm getting my lunch or whatever. So I think it's like, I, I always say awkward situations deserve awkward conversations. And so sometimes yeah. we like <laughs> so just need to actually voice that opinion because Sometimes it's not actually true. They might say, oh yeah, of course, everyone needs to pee, right? And it's just this thing that we had internalized. And so right. it just it really depends. You got to know your own work environment best. But those are the two tactics I would take is one, just like saying, hey, I'm concerned you're thinking about this. So I want to let you know what I'm doing versus just kind of doing it on the side because you know you need it. I love it. I mean, this is really good because now it leads into my next question with regards to so, you know, when we had the um, COVID-19 hit and at, the majority of people were were working remotely or working at home yeah. and a lot of people were being actually more more productive. Um, but now as we transition, some of the companies are transitioning back because, you know, they're paying all this money for this real estate for leases they can't get out of. So they're like, you know, we need to fill these. We need to fill this place up. We're paying this money. We can't get out of this lease. You know, so we're bringing people back. And um, I have heard a couple of people express that, you know, they're coming back to work and they actually feel less productive and, and able to focus less than they did when they were at home, which is kind of a misnomer because sometimes the bosses think the other way. Yeah. What can you share with these individuals? And this is more particularly with regards to stress reduction in that scenario. What can you share with these individuals that can help them to reduce a little bit of that uneasiness and that apprehension about returning back from, you know, working at home back into the office um, and being able to feel, you know, comfortable with it so it doesn't stress them out. Yeah. So I think there's, a, I'm going to give a two-pronged approach again, because I think that sometimes we have a little more leeway over this than we might believe, right? So sometimes we can mm -hmm. negotiate. We can negotiate maybe one day home a week, maybe two days home a week, like maybe there's a way for us to negotiate. And I often think about using the language of experimentation for this. I'll give you a story from my life. This was pre-pandemic. My kids were little, I was working at a company that had, you know, strict in-office hours and they were very anti-work from home, right? They had it, they said like, if you were ever working from home because you have a doctor's appointment, you have to have childcare there. Like it was very serious. And at right. a certain point, I wanted to work from home and it was kind of necessary for me in my schedule. And so what I did was I said, let's try an experiment for three months and I'm going to work from home. And if at the end of that three months, I am not performing up to par, then I will return to the office. 
but let's just, let's just see, because we don't know, right? Like if I'm getting all my stuff done and it was very clear after like a month of this, that I was not only productive and getting my stuff done, but even more so just like these people. So there may be some amount of negotiation. Now, if there's not, if your company is like, nope, no way, no how, like you have to be back in the office five days a week, then I think, how can we use what, what we're usually annoyed about is like the, the loss of commute time, right? The loss of flexibility, the loss of ability of focus, especially for someone who like sounds bother us and things like this. And so right. I would find out, like try to dig a little deeper with yourself about what is the reason for the stress that you're feeling. And so maybe if it's your commute, maybe think about what are ways that you could make that commute more enjoyable for you. Could you, if you're driving, could you call a friend or call your mom or call, you know, have like a phone call with somebody while you're on the road? Could you listen to audiobooks? Could you listen to podcasts just like this one, right? What can you yeah. do to actually make that time more enjoyable? You might also, um, you think about, okay, if you're, if it's stressful for you in the office, because you like, you work in an open office and there's just so many people around and it's hard to focus, get yourself a big old pair of noise canceling headphones. You don't even have to listen to anything on them. Right. But noise canceling, like those big headphones, not the earbuds, nobody can see the earbuds, but like big headphones are the universal signal for, please don't talk to me. Right. It's like, yeah. Talk so it's like, maybe you can do that. And that, you know, it's not going to cause nobody to talk to you, but it is going to cause people to be like, oh, that person is working They're They're, you know, they, they want to be alone. If you work in a big office where you have like those little cubbies there, you can sit yeah. for a phone call or, or something like that, maybe make use of those more. And so, and then also see if there's other types of flexibility that you may be able that, that it doesn't may not feel like you have, but you actually do like saying, Hey, if I have a doctor's appointment or if they're the cable person is coming to my house or whatever, would it be okay if I work from home on those days in those specific circumstances? I like that. I mean, great, great tips. Great, great tips. Now, this one is going to dive even more into helping people with tips because I want to ask you, you know, there's all these phenomenal apps out there, all these phenomenal apps. Um, there's, you know, apps for affirmations and, you know, just apps for everything to help you reduce stress. Do you yeah. have any that you particularly recommend or anything that... Um, that people can go to. And because I do like, like when I, I used to have a, my drive was 30 miles, but it's sometimes the traffic in the San Francisco Bay area, 30 mile drive could take you two hours. So, um, you know, I would do like, I would listen to podcasts. I listen to books back then. And back in those days, it was books on tape. <laughs> myself, like Books on tape. Um, I would, you know, turn on my favorite morning radio show and then my favorite evening radio show. And before, oh, and the other thing was I would call like my mom, my girlfriend, because people I knew that was going to keep me talking. And yeah. before you know it, I was at work, I was at home. But nowadays we have these beautiful apps that are here to help us really have, you know, less stress and be more productive and just have a, a better mindset when it comes to just living our life and doing our jobs. Are there any that you recommend? Yeah. So my favorite app is, um, this might not be, you know, you might think about, is this really a stress reducing app? But I think it is. Um, it's called Tick Tick, T-I-C-K-T-I-C-K, -T -T not TikTok. We know that is not a stress reducing app. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> tick, tick. And this is an app that helps you to keep track of all the things so that they don't live in your brain. And so you can think of it as a task app. You can think of it as like, I use it for not only all the things that I need to do, but also as my grocery list and as my list of books I want to read. And as like, there's oh, wow. all these things that you can keep in there so that you have kind of this external brain that you don't have to remember all those things because a lot of stress and anxiety um, for people that I work with, especially, and I would imagine for those listening right now as well, is that we're trying to keep so many things that we need to do, that we have to remember, that we're trying to do, that we're thinking about in our head, that we always have this kind of like ball of anxiety right in the back that's like, saying mm -hmm. like, well, I know I'm missing something. I just don't know what it is or when it's going to come back to bite me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love an app like this because, well, one, I've reviewed probably 50 different task apps. And this is my favorite because it's free. It's easy to use, like low barrier for entry. It syncs seamlessly on all your devices. If you're driving and you have a thought, you just voice enter it. You just like say whatever it is and it'll go on there. Um, so that's my favorite app for kind of stress reduction by proxy, <laughs> by keeping all of this stuff in your mind. And then I think the Calm app is really great too. If you want like a pure stress reduction app, I think the Calm app is good for, you know, those meditations. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. I have a couple on my on my phone, uh, on my phones. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that Calm one is really nice because when sometimes you just have those moments where someone has made you angry, Mm -hmm. or, or touch that button and open up that fire pit, so to speak. And it's like, oh, I need to be zen. Let me, I can't let this, because it'll, you absorb it and then it just stays with you and you can't let it go. So I just open up my Calm app or, you know, and just allow that whatever pops up to be a part of me and my day and I can go for it. It kind of breaks the, the ignition of the fire. Okay, time for one more question. So what are some key principles or mindsets that can help individuals become um, more productive with less stress? Yes, okay. I think that one of my favorite things is just to say no more often, <laughs> right? Oh. We we are, I mean, especially women, right? Like we are socialized to say yes, to be helpful, to do the things. And so I really love what I call the heck yes test, right? Which is if something comes on your plate, if it's something that somebody's asking you to do, if it's something that you are thinking about for yourself, whatever, your first questions needs to be, is this a heck yes for me? And insert whatever word you want to instead of heck, right? But like, is this a heck yes for me? Um, and if so, do I have time for this in my schedule? Like, is this something I actually have time for? And if yes, great, add it. And if no, would I be willing to replace anything on my schedule with this thing, right? So this I think is really important because we so often just say yes by default. Somebody wants something, somebody wants a favor. We wanna do this thing, we just say yes. And then we find ourselves in this completely overwhelmed scenario where we've said yes to too much. And now right. it's maybe it's not even stuff we want to do. And now we can't say yes to stuff we do want to do because of that. So I think just take a breath. The next time someone asks you to do something, just take a breath and don't say yes right away. You can say yes, but say, hey, let me think about that. I'll get back to you. Or let me check my calendar or just something to stop that cycle of like the immediate yes. I think that's one thing that most of us, if we just did that, we would 
start to experience more ease in our lives. And the repercussions will not be as bad as you think, right? Like we all, we think, oh, what's going to happen if we say no? I mean, not much, right? We just have more time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alexis, because um, I think you you shared a lot of words, wisdom, tools, information um, to help people because I was just thinking of, you know, when you, the, the saying is, if you want something done, you give it to the busiest person in the room because they will get it done. But that busiest person in the room often gets overwhelmed and are, is super stressed because they've taken on too much and they don't know how to say yo, no. So when you have something and you're presented with something like being a volunteer or on a board or whatever, and you're already got a lot to do, you know, it's okay to say, you know what, this isn't a heck yes for me. So I'm going to respectfully decline. Thank you for thinking of me, but I'm going to respectfully decline because my plate is already full. And you will stay in the good graces of the person because you didn't take on something now you can't do a good job at. And your mental health and your physical health will really appreciate you being able to say no, because it is real hard for us women, especially as go-getter women like you and I, to say no. So yep. thank you so much, Alexis, for your tips. Now, how can people get more about you know, more in, of you or, you know, find more about you. And of course, all of this information, you guys will be in the show notes, but I want to give Alexis a chance to just say, her, promote herself. Well, thank you. Yeah. So you can find more about me and what I offer at my website, alexishasselberger.com. If you jump on over there, you can also, or I'll send, I'll send this for the show notes as well. You can get a download, a free distraction action plan from my website Ooh. because most people spend what studies show most people spend about a third of their workday, just kind of recovering from distractions. And so if we can remove some of those distractions, we immediately gain back more time. So you can go and download that. And then you can find me on most of the socials at do more stress less. I love it. And you got distractions. Stay off of the social media apps. Don't spend 15, 20, 30, 55 hours on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, all of that, because then you will be stressed because you won't be productive and this is just a mess. But anyways, thank you, Alexis, so much for being a guest on the Blissful Living Podcast. It was a pleasure having you and you dropped lots of nuggets of gold for the listeners and the viewers. I appreciate you and I appreciate the work you do as a, as a registered nurse. Um, the clinical background in emergency room trauma medicine. I've seen uh, people come in that have issues that are related to what we're talking about. And when they make those changes in their life, their health and well-being improves dramatically. So thank you so much. I want to thank all of you viewers and listeners for tuning in to us and, and watching us have this wonderful combination, converse, a great combination of conversations. <laughs> Um, thank you all so much. And I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com, as well as All Day Cable Inc. at AllDayCableInc.com. And until next time, I'm wishing you all peace to your mind, wellness to your body, tranquility to your spirit. And if you incorporate some of what Alexis has shared, you definitely will experience more of all three of those. And I'm Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. If you like the show, please subscribe, share it with everyone you know and love and care about, even your fellow colleagues, even if you don't like it, share it with them anyways, because you'd never know what bits of information that they will absorb that will help you to make been better to be around. I'm just saying. Anyways, you know, I keep it real, y'all. You know, I keep it real. Until next time, I'm wishing you uh, ideas, say peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. And have a fabulous rest of your day. And goodbye for now. 
thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.